0: thank you and welcome to the jazz focus my name is john clark and uh, we are dedicated here to exploring some of the cobwebby corners of jazz recorded history and i'll start out with my usual plea for some sponsors if you'd like to sponsor the jazz focus hit that little button wherever it appears on your browser our home is at anchor.fm but we can be heard on spotify apple and other places as well so please consider sponsoring us we'd love to add some new members to the family So today we're going to be listening to some music, uh, much of it composed, but all of it performed by the New Orleans piano player, composer, entrepreneur, raconteur, what have you, Clarence Williams. I did a uh, radio show on WETF of some of his recordings with uh, small groups from the 1933 to 1934 period, he did uh, some really fine, hot uh, jazz recordings. This was, of course, during the worst part of the Depression. Not many African-American jazz musicians were getting the opportunity to record. Actually, very few white musicians, for that matter, too. Um, So those recording sessions stand out like beacons in the 1930s for improvised hot music, and they're not terribly well-known. So take a listen to uh, that show, which will be appearing on this podcast pretty soon. And I decided to do another podcast to fill out the picture a little bit of Clarence Williams during that period. So what we're going to be listening to today is primarily larger band recordings. There will be a few small band recordings thrown in from about 1935, but we're going to listen to some of the more organized things that Williams did, not the uh, jam session or or jug band things that uh, are on the other program. So we're going to start out with a uh, couple of tunes from a date that were done in March of 1934. These were done for the Vocalion label. Most of the recordings we're going to hear for at least the first half of the show were done for Vocalion. Williams had some sort of a contract or agreement with them. Uh, it's remarkable that he was able to record so frequently during this period when people like Fletcher Henderson and uh, even Duke Ellington were, were way down on their recordings for the period. But uh, Clarence Williams obviously had some contacts. Uh, he had been born. In the 1890s, either 1893 or 98 depending on the source, just outside of New Orleans. Uh, he ran away from home as a as a young teen, 12 or 13, and he went on the road with a minstrel show where he learned the ins and outs of show business. And uh, he became a good MC and singer and promoter. And somewhere along the way he picked up enough piano technique to be able to play uh, basic songs and read uh, sheet music to a degree that he could introduce new songs as well. So by the 1920s he was in New York. He had a little stopover in Chicago uh, before then, uh, and he was publishing music. Uh, he was kind of allied with another New Orleans musician, Armand J. Perrone who led a great uh, society band in New Orleans, a Creole band, and uh, between the two of them in New Orleans, they published quite a few tunes. Uh, as I said, Williams went on to Chicago and ended up in New York in the early 20s, And he became a very successful businessman uh, publishing this type of dance music. He was known on Tin Pan Alley and so forth. And uh, uh, most of the tunes that came out under his imprint were uh, credited to him as composer or co-composer or what have you. Although he admitted later in life that he really didn't write any songs except his big hit, The Sugar Blues. Uh, That was the only thing that he composed all of the music to. But that was not an uncommon practice in uh, music circles in the 20s and 30s and even into the 40s and before that as well. A a performer or a publisher would often get his name put on the sheet music and share in the royalties if uh, they had some share in, in distributing it. So by the time we get to the 1930s, uh, Williams was using his uh, recording career as a way to publicize his tunes, and he was doing that in the 20s as well. He used people like Louis Armstrong, Sidney Boucher, and many other great musicians, black musicians of the 1920s, to uh, record selections from his publishing catalog. And very often the vocalist was his wife, Eva Taylor. We'll be hearing from her in a few minutes. The um, recordings uh, were issued under kind of two different streams. One was the Jazz Kings or Clarence Williams and his orchestra, which tended to be more organized. Uh, Jazzier, yes, but more arranged. And some of them were actually 10-piece big bands, and they were playing from stock charts and things like that. The other stream was more loosely organized jazz performances by his washboard band, using a washboard, sometimes a jug and things like that. By the 1930s, those two streams had kind of coalesced, although you see different groups, uh, under the name of Clarence Williams and his orchestra coming up. And that's uh, what we're going to start with, as I said a while ago. On Vocalion for March 23rd of 1934, Clarence Williams and his orchestra is a fairly large band. We're going to have two trumpets, Charlie Gaines And Ed Allen. Ed Allen was a a trumpet or cornet player from St. Louis who recorded probably more frequently than anybody else with Clarence Williams. He was, I I believe, on a retainer for a while, just a weekly salary just to make recording dates. Clarence Williams didn't have a band that played uh, in clubs or anything like that, so he was using musicians who played with other groups. In the Reed section, we're going to have Louis Jordan, believe it or not, on alto sax. This was one of his first recording sessions. He was just about to join the Chick Web Band, and then later on he went on his own with the Timpany Five. He even sings on some of these sides, not the ones we're going to hear today, though. There's probably another alto sax. We're not exactly sure who that is, but uh, a second alto in there. And then Cecil Scott, another... Uh, frequent collaborator of uh clarence williams he played clarinet and tenor sax on these sessions and he is found on many of the Williams sessions from the 1930s in the rhythm section we have james p johnson on piano cyrus st clair on tuba floyd casey on washboard clarence williams does not play on this but he does sing also singing on the first tune anyway that we're going to hear is chick bullock who was a white studio vocalist and uh he was uh participating in, in, in hundreds and hundreds of sessions in the 1930s with great jazz musicians, dance bands, and under his own name. So he's, he's very his voice is very familiar. So we're going to start out with Christmas Night in Harlem, which was a tune that uh, Jack Teagarden and Johnny Mercer recorded in the 1930s with the Paul Whiteman Band a little bit later, um, but this is one of the first recordings of that. Then we're going to hear another Chick Bullock vocal, He sings on Christmas night in Harlem, and we're going to hear him uh, singing a Harold Arlen tune called As Long As I Live, uh, which became a standard right after this. So those two tunes begin... Uh, and then we're going to jump over, uh, a couple of months anyway, to June of 1934, and we're going to hear an unknown trumpet player, probably not Ed Allen in this case, Cecil Scott on clarinet and Tenor, two altos, and it was surmised at one point that Lester Young might be playing one of the altos in here, and that would be his first recording date. He had come to New York to play with the Fletcher Henderson Band at that point, wasn't very successful, but uh, he may have made this date. If he is, he's, he's, he doesn't contribute anything that uh, we could identify. Uh, Don Fry is on piano. He was a noted Harlem Stride piano player. Cyrus St. Clair again on tuba. Floyd Casey on drums. And a fellow named Little Buddy Farior on vocal. And we're going to hear two tunes from that session. Tell the Truth and Sashay Oh Boy. So those four tunes. Then we're going to uh, hear a tune called Jungle Crawl from September 11th of 1934. Again, the larger band, Ed Allen with Louis Jordan and another alto sax, Cecil Scott and Clarence and tenor, uh, probably Clarence Williams on piano in this case, an unknown banjo player, Richard Fulbright on bass, and Floyd Casey on drums. And this is an instrumental tune, Jungle Crawl. Most of these were composed in part or whatever by Clarence Williams. So that's our first set. Uh, Clarence Williams and his orchestra. Christmas Night in Harlem, As Long as I Live, Tell the Truth, Sashay Old Boy, and Jungle Crawl.
1: Gal strutting with her bow through the streets covered white with snow. Happy smiles everywhere you go. It's Christmas night in Harlem. Black and tan's feeling mighty good in that old colored neighborhood. Here and now, be it understood. It's Christmas night in Harlem. Everyone is going to sit up until after three. Everyone. We'll be all lit up like a Christmas tree. Come on now, every cold black joe. her sweet needs the mistletoe. With a kiss and a hidey ho. It's Christmas night in Harlem. <laughs> Maybe I can't live to love you as long as I want to Life isn't long enough, baby, but I can love you as long as I live. Maybe I can't give you diamonds and things like I want to,
0: but I can promise you,
1: baby, I'm going to love you as long as I live. I never cared, but now I'm scared I won't live long enough. That's why I wear my rubbers when it rains And eat an apple every day That see the doctor go away What if I can't live to love you as long as I want Too Long as I promise you, baby I'm going to love you as long as I live
2: Thank you.
0: So that was Clarence Williams and his orchestra a variety of personnel there, but with a sort of a core going, I guess. As I said, Williams did not have a, a full-time group playing in a club or anything like that, so he used musicians from many different bands. Uh, Ed Allen, I think, was playing for some taxi dance halls at the time. Cecil Scott was um, about to go with the Teddy Hill Band for a little bit later. He made a lot of recording sessions. Um... Lots of other people as well. We're not sure who the saxophone section is. Louis Jordan, as I mentioned, was about to go with Chick Webb, and he might have been playing in some of these sections. Uh, don't really know who else. It sounds like the clarinet solos and the tenor solos are all by Cecil Scott, who was kind of a distinctive player. He had a very um, fluid technique, and he used a lot of buzz tone effects on the clarinet, flutter fluttertony and so forth. A little bit smoother on tenor. He also played excellent baritone sax. He and his brother Lloyd Scott led a band in the 1920s that uh, was the uh, sort of introduction uh, of many great jazz musicians, black jazz musicians of the 30s, and they started recording with them, including Dickie Wells. He always gave credit to the Scots. So we started out with... Uh, Christmas Night in Harlem, and then As Long As I Live, featuring Chick Bullock on vocals. We heard Charlie Gaines playing the open trumpet and lead trumpet uh, sections in there. Ed Allen uh, generally played muted when he soloed. Not always, but he was known as a mute specialist. He said he learned from King Oliver, except uh, Oliver, of course, used devices, plungers and buckets and things like that, and Ed Allen said my choice was always to just use my hand, uh, manipulating the bell of the horn. So he gets some pretty remarkable effects from just from just that. As I said, uh, Cecil Scott and Clarence and Tenor Sax, probably Louis Jordan on alto, probably another alto. Heard a little bit of piano in there by James P. Johnson. Cyrus St. Clair on tuba. He was one of the best tuba players of his day. He had played in the 1920s and into the 30s with Charlie Johnson's band, the Paradise Band. And even when uh, the, the collective uh, opinion of, of, of jazz was moving away from tuba to string bass, as it certainly did by the time of the swing era, Cyrus St. Clair really kept playing tuba. In fact, he's recorded in the 1940s uh, playing tuba. He did play bass, and we'll hear him playing bass on some sides coming up, but he obviously had a much greater love for tuba. Floyd Casey was on washboard. He was a uh, a regular Clarence Williams uh, participant in recording sessions from the late 20s, very effective washboard player. He occasionally played set drums as well. So those two tunes, uh, Christmas Night in Harlem and As Long As I Live, were both standard tunes, not published by Clarence Williams and his orchestra, done for Vocalion in March of 1934. Then in June of 34, we went to a different band, not exactly sure who's in parts of this band. The trumpet player is a mystery. Cecil Scott is there, a couple of other saxophone players, one of whom might be Lester Young, not sure about that. Don Fry is credited as the piano player, and I think the reason he's credited is that the two tunes we heard, Tell the Truth and Sashayo Boy, are credited on their label to Scott and O'Fry. So presumably that was Cecil Scott, and maybe Don Fry as well. I can't find any information about an O'Fry composing at the time. Uh, Cyrus St. Clair again on tuba, Floyd Casey on drums. And the singer was Little Buddy Farrier. Uh, I don't know anything about him. He doesn't sound a juvenile, as Little uh, Buddy might suggest, but but uh, actually a fairly decent singer. And those two tunes, Tell the Truth and Sachet Oh Boy, uh, were both done, as I said, for Vocalion on June 28th, 1934. Then we finished up with a nice jazzy tune, Jungle Crawl, credited to Clarence Williams. And uh, this was from September of 1934 in Vocalion. Ed Allen on cornet, Probably Louis Jordan and another playing altos. Cecil Scott and clarinet and Tenor soloing on both on this track. Uh, Clarence Williams presumably on piano. An unknown banjo player. Richard Fulbright, Fulbright plays string bass. And Floyd Casey was on the drums. So those are our five Clarence Williams and his orchestra tunes to start us out. So periodically, as I mentioned, he would go back, uh, Clarence Williams would, and record with smaller groups. So we're going to hear a short set of four tunes done by Clarence Williams' small groups from this same period. And he used many of the same musicians. Uh, He did several sessions featuring uh, Cecil Scott, but uh, on the session we're going to hear right now, which was done for Victor, for Bluebird, actually, in 1937, jumping way ahead here, It was credited to Clarence Williams and his washboard band. I think Cecil Scott may have been on tour with uh, Teddy Hill. So we're going to hear Ed Allen, uh, featured very prominently on cornet and sounding very good. Uh, Buster Bailey, the peripatetic uh, black clarinet player who seemed to play with every band, uh, mainly because he was so good he didn't have to tour. He could just quit when a band left town and immediately get a good job with another band. He was such a good technical player. He also plays some alto sax on the next session, but here he is featured on clarinet. Uh, on tenor sax uh, is kind of a shadowy figure but one who had great uh repute among other jazz musicians prince robinson he is playing tenor sax here Uh, he was also a very effective clarinet player and he was singled out by coleman hawkins as being one of the best tenor players of the 1920s and hawkins did not give uh compliments freely to uh, players of his own instrument, but he said that Prince Robinson was actually an influence on him. And we're going to be doing a podcast on some Prince Robinson recordings coming up, including the balance of the session we're going to hear today. In the rhythm section, we have Clarence Williams on piano, Cyrus St. Clair again on tuba, Floyd Casey on Washboard, And we're going to hear some vocals uh, on the first tune, Cryin' Mood, by William Cooley, who I believe was doing work for Clarence Williams uh, Publishing Company. And Clarence Williams' wife, Eva Taylor, on the second tune, which is Top of the Town. And these were done, as I said, April 8th, 30, 1937, for Bluebird. Then we're going to... Uh, jump over and hear a a, a one-off small group tune from a session that was otherwise devoted to a large band, and we're going to be hearing some of those uh, tunes in a while. But this tune is called There Is Love, credited to Clarence Williams, and it was on the label credited to Clarence Williams' Washboard 5, Ed Allen, Cecil Scott, Clarence Williams, Cyrus St. Clair, and uh, Floyd Casey along with a vocal by William Cooley, and these were recorded for Langworth transcriptions in, uh, this one anyway, in October of 1937, all these done in New York. Langworth was one of the many transcription companies that re- uh, recorded music specifically for use by radio stations uh, and broadcast, and they were not issued commercially, you couldn't go back to the store and buy these things, and it was only decades later that they started coming out on LPs and then CDs, and uh, This was a session that I remember buying on a cassette tape uh, at a checkout line someplace at some department store, probably in the 1980s when I was just getting started collecting. And for whatever reason, these came out under that heading. And I always liked these sides. I never knew about them until I found a discography that described them. So that's called There is Love. From a session made with basically the same band in April of 1937, also for Langworth, we're going to hear a tune called Sweet Kisses, which is a lot hotter than the title would suggest. And this is Clarence Williams' swing band, the larger group um, that uh, was... The same uh, five-piece group where we just heard on There Is Love augmented with some other people. So we're going to hear Ed Allen again on cornet. In the saxophone section, playing lead alto is Russell Procope, uh, who at the time, I believe, was with uh, Teddy Hill. And then Buster Bailey back again on clarinet and playing second alto. It's interesting because the two of them were founding members of the John Kirby sextet, or the classic version of the John Kirby sextet, which started up just a, about a year later. Cecil Scott again on tenor sax. He also plays clarinet in the ensembles. Clarence Williams on piano. Someone on string bass. It could possibly have been Cyrus St. Clair because he plays bass on the second session as well as tuba. And Floyd Casey on drums. So those were our tunes for this set. The small group uh, doing Crying Mood and Top of the Town and There Is Love. And then the larger band on Sweet Kisses.
3: blue as anyone can be I feel like a weeping willow tree I'm in a crying mood How I felt I see happy lovers everywhere But the one I love don't seem to care I'm in a crying mood Each day I'm by my own song Blue Mondays rain or shine I'll sell this world is lonesome I'm just a lonesome, I know, oh, why, oh, why, did she have to go and say goodbye? Seems the moon is low and so am I, I'm in a crying mood.
2: Oh, Manhattan High in the clouds Watching the crowd Of people below Living in dreams Where everything seems Like part of a show Oh, nothing's real The world is Paper mache And darling That's why I feel I want to stay up where it's hazy, far from the crazy merry-go-round. For there's nothing can top being up on the top of the town. Hallelujah, boy, hallelujah. <laughs> Will you sue me, boy? Will you sue me, too?
0: back to the 1920s recordings that uh, Clarence Williams made, at least the first three we heard. We started out with "Crying Mood and Top of the Town, Clarence Williams in uh, his washboard band recording for Bluebird, the Victor subsidiary, on April 8th of 1937. The first one featured a vocal by William Cooley with harmonization by uh, Clarence Williams, and the second one, Top of the Town, was our... Uh, only contribution of eva taylor one of the finest female vocalists of the era i think we heard ed allen on cornet doing some muted and some open stuff as well he was a good trumpet player even though uh he sounded rather tentative sometimes in his recordings he uh came up through that st louis school of trumpet playing which emphasized tone and technique and so he was able to play in in many different bands buster bailey doing some typically fleet clarinet work there prince robinson on tenor Clarence Williams on piano, Cyrus St. Clair on tuba, and Floyd Casey on washboard. Mood and Top of the Town. Following that, we uh, went up a few months to October of 1937, and uh, definitely a retro track for Clarence Williams. These were done uh, for Langworth, two different sessions, Clarence Williams' Swing Band, but the one we heard um, next was There Is Love, done by the Clarence Williams' Washboard 5. Definitely a, a, a jump back. Uh, instead of using Buster Bailey on clarinet, he had Cecil Scott play clarinet. I guess he was a little closer to the style he wanted, along with Ed Allen and Williams, and and St. Clair and Casey again. And um, that was uh, the tune that had uh, also William Cooley on vocal and Clarence Williams harmonizing. Very similar tune to the song There Are Smiles, which was fairly old at that point. And then we finished up with uh, Sweet Kisses, the uh, hot tune the done by Clarence Williams' swing band. Most of these sessions, uh, of the results of these two sessions, were turned over to sort of swing versions of gospel and tunes and spirituals, and we're going to hear a couple of those coming up. Uh, but there were several instrumental tunes that were not religious-oriented, and Sweet Kisses was one of those, again, featuring that same band, with Buster Bailey and Russell Procope on altos, Cecil Scott on tenor, Ed Allen, uh, Clarence Williams a string bass player in that case unknown Floyd Casey on drums so for our last session we're going to uh, hear the other instrumentals from those two sessions as well as a couple of the spirituals so we're going to start out with give me that old time religion from the April session this is also all of the gospel tunes feature vocals by William Cooley I should mention um, and we'll hear the band that I just talked about then we're going to jump over to lazy swing which is from the same session another Clarence Williams uh, instrumental tune then the favorite joshua fit the battle of jericho which uh, was from the april session and after that we are going to go over to the october session and uh, the song as credited was It's Me, O Lord, which is sometimes known as Standing in the Need of Prayer, featuring Clarence Williams and William Cooley. And then we're gonna finish up with the last instrumental, Step On It, uh, which features that same band. And I should mention Cyrus St. Clair on these sessions played string bass, or at least on the second session and possibly on the first one as well. So he had yielded to the conventions of the time and taken up string bass in addition to tuba, but clearly his tuba playing was of a different quality altogether. So those are our tunes. These are from the Langworth transcriptions of April and October of 1937. Uh, if not the exact same band, then almost exactly the same band. We're going to hear Give Me That Old Time Religion, Lazy Swing, Joshua Fit the Battle of Jericho, It's Me, O Lord, Standing in the Need of Prayer, and Step On It, all by Clarence Williams and his swing band.
2: Yes, You feel
1: that old-time religion, don't you? Oh, yeah. I know you do. Yeah. Isn't it wonderful? It's
2: truly wonderful. Peace,
1: brother, peace. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I know you, I can tell you got that old-time religion. Oh, yeah. The way you clap your
2: hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Either one of them. Yeah, you you make me feel good from my head to my door.
3: <laughs> Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. It's good enough for me. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. religion. It's good enough. It will do when I am dying. It will do when I am dying. It will do when I am dying. It's good enough for me. Give me that old time. Hallelujah.
1: Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time
3: religion. It's good enough for me. Thank you, Brother Cool. Thank you, Brother Cool. The bell develop... of O Lord, standing in the need of prayer, it's me, it's me, it's me, O Lord, standing in the need of prayer, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer, not the sister, not my brother, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. Not the sister, not my brother, but it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer, it's me, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer, it's me, it's me, it's me. You know standing in the need of breath Oh, Lord, stand in the need of prayer.
0: We have Clarence Williams and his swing band from April and October of 1937 recording for the Langworth Transcription Series. And you could tell those were uh, probably first takes. Some of them could have uh, profited by another take. There were some strange entrances and miscues and things like that, but some very uh, enthusiastic playing. Obviously, there must have been some written arrangements there. We had Ed Allen on cornet doing some really good solo work there, fairly late in his recording career, although he did make it into the recording studio periodically into the 1960s. Uh, We had Buster Bailey doing his usual fine and fluid clarinet playing. Russell Procope, who I think was one of the most underrated lead alto players of the 1930s. Of course, later on, he was the lead alto with Duke Ellington's band. But marvelous sound. He was really inspired by Benny Carter uh, in his sound and his conception. He did some nice solos as well, including some nice trades with Buster Bailey on that uh, uh, Standing in the Need of Prayer. We also heard Cecil Scott playing tenor. He was uh, an up-and-down tenor player and clarinet, too. Sometimes he sounded a little bit on the corny side, going back to his 20s roots, but on these sessions he sounded exceptionally good. He was also a very, very fine baritone sax player. He recorded with Frankie Newton and his band around the same time, playing mostly baritone sax, although I think he did one clarinet tune with him as well, and uh, we've done those on a separate podcast, so if you'd like to go check those out, by all means. Then we had Cyrus St. Clair playing string bass, at least on the second session possibly on the first Clarence Williams on piano and uh, Floyd Casey on drums and washboard we had William Cooley doing most of the singing in there as well with some assistance by Clarence Williams so we started out with old-time religion give me that old-time religion followed by lazy swing then Joshua fit the battle of Jericho the fourth one was it's me oh lord standing in the need of prayer and finished up with step on it so a nice mix of sort of swing era tunes, all composed by Clarence Williams, and arrangements of spirituals and gospel tunes. They must have been requested to do that by Langworth for whatever reason, but uh, it's good that we have those, and good solos as well. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. My name is John Clark. This is The Jazz Focus, and uh, lots more programs to come. We uh, have quite a few uh, backlogged on our uh, channel, so pick and choose, see what you like, and uh, maybe get exposed to some new jazz as well. We hope you make a habit of uh, joining us here on the Jazz Focus or taking us with you whenever you might uh, be inclined to uh, listen to some unusual and maybe unheard uh, jazz as well as some more standard things as well. So, I'll see you on the other side.